when when I do when I do these things and and you have the legends and the and the the canon, I pick and choose the best stuff from each. Yeah, just make yeah. One. That's the, like, yeah. I, that's I don't I don't true. even I don't even try to pretend that they're two separate <laughs> things. I'm like ah, I like this and I like this. So the Leland she is probably listening going, oh my god, no! <laughs> this is Star Wars in character, the podcast that takes a closer look at some of the elements that make up the Star Wars universe. Backstories, histories, and details you never knew, wanted to know, or ever need to know. Now here are this week's panelists of Star Wars in Character. Today we're... I'm glad you stopped because I had to check that I was recording. I am. Did you? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I thought I heard Tim. Yeah, you know, Tim always says something right before I say something. <laughs> All right, here we go. Take two. I, 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 I kind of like take one. All right, today we're talking about <laughs> Ket Malice. Ket Malice. Who, Tim just asked. And what did you ask exactly? Word for word. Is this guy? What did I say? I said, "Is he in Star Wars?" Yep. Is this guy <laughs> That's in Star what Wars? he asked. <laughs> That's what he asked, and uh, Matt's about to tell you. He is. He's in the best of the Star Wars. <laughs> um, release when, man? In November of 1978? 19... 1978, I guess, yeah. <laughs> Uh-oh. What's him thinking? Uh, I'm just looking at his picture, and uh, there's, there's just so much. There's just so much to say. <laughs> I thought the same thing. But now, sit back and get ready for these names. You ready? Uh huh. If you ruin my story, I swear to fucking God, I quit. <laughs> well, then, then I won't do my name. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the my, it's it's in there. Is I'll it, just say the money. Cryogenic Chris. Chris. No. Oh, no, okay, it's then. Not. Well, I just ruined my own well, fucking story. It, it's Shadow Killer Chris. Oh, that's fine. Is that real? That's cool. Okay. This one, Matt, I reached. This is this is the best, worst, best reach for a name ever. Who we doing? Cat Malice? Yep. Cat Mattis? We are doing... Yeah. Is it really? <laughs> yeah. Cat Mattis. Cat Mattis? Matless. Oh, no. Matless. It, it would have been funny if you went Matt Mattis. <laughs> and... Yeah, I wrote, this is stupid. I even know what Dave's not with us. He can't, couldn't join us. So. Right. <laughs> You're, if if uh, if Dave was here, his you would have used his species, Devade. Yeah, yeah, that, I did see that. Let too. me see if I can guess Mike. I can usually find it in the first. Yeah. First <laughs> well, paragraph. Yeah, I wrote this down. And you don't know what it means. I, I have no idea why what this means. I, I didn't. I didn't do it that long ago. I don't yeah. know. You'll have to. You'll have to let me know. I'm not seeing anything that. I don't know. That jumps out. What is it? I'll tell you what you meant. <laughs> I have also. I have written down thirsty Tim. I have no fucking idea what you mean by that. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe I was just thirsty and I wrote that maybe, down. Yeah. <laughs> so now I don't know. I wrote down for something. Ah, uh, nothing in my story. Oh. Oh. Okay. Oh, I just I, saw it. okay. Is it because it was in the uh, cantina yeah. at one yeah. point? Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. I saw the word bartender. I'm like, thirsty. Yeah, thirsty. Man, even I hate these fucking names now. 
<laughs> well, I don't know what you got on this guy, Matt, but All right. please tell I us about I got some him. stuff on this guy. And already, I'm going to say, in the first sentence I'm about to read of my real notes, Dave's going to kick himself for not being here. Because these are the kind <laughs> of sentences he lives for in this show. So here we go. Ket Molas was a deshade male assassin during the time of the Great Sith War who was cryogenically frozen for nearly 4,000 years. <laughs> what would Dave say? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, yeah exactly. Cryogenically. <laughs> what? what? Like Walt Disney's head frozen or or, or uh, what's her name? I can't so, think of it. Frozen chick frozen. That's how much I know um, about that cartoon. Yeah. Let it go, chick. Yeah. yeah. So any. Anytime anybody makes a remote cultural joke or reference, this guy's like, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, I am lost. I, am lost. Who? I have no idea. He's like ha- Captain America, I guess. He doesn't know what's going on. He's yeah. like Have a dollar? I don't know who that is. He's like this guy we heard on NPR. Um, our NPR station here in Orlando has like a local block. I don't know if it's public access, like public access cable, but it's 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 awful. And it's it's like nine to eleven on a Sunday when no one's listening, but we were listening for some bizarre reason. And this guy was talking to someone about podcasting, and he was—I don't know how this guy was, but he kept comparing it to old time radio. I'm like, is that the, the earliest this guy can reference <laughs> a, a podcast to? How old is this Not, guy? <laughs> have you? Did you ever listen to the Shadow? The Shadow knows. That's like a podcast. That's kind of what it was like. I was like, oh, so it's a, it's an anthology. <laughs> it's a continuation of a show. It's kind of like the old time radio serials. You had to you had to start from the beginning to understand the story. And goes like, yeah, yeah, okay, <laughs> old time radio. That's exactly what it's like. We're sponsored this, by Kellogg's Pep. For this guy, he'd be like Chester for Laura. I've never heard of him. Yeah, <laughs> it was yeah. So yeah, that's what he'd be like. Every reference he'd he'd bring up. When he think he'd have an understanding, he'd bring up a analogy that no one would have an idea what he's talking about. <laughs> so, Ken Malas, he's from the planet Urkup. You are K U P P, real name, and it's like you just one Urkup. Yeah, so, excuse me, I had uh, I had chilies for dinner. <laughs> so, and it's an outer rim territory, which we've mentioned before, is basically a bit of a like lawless part of the galaxy, and. His story does start during the Great Sith War, which is another thing we've touched on in episodes. This is a galaxy-wide war. I'm just setting a stage here. Galaxy-wide war between the Galactic Republic and the Jedi Order against the Brotherhood of the Sith before it was just the whole rule of two thing. So it's this whole war that spread across the galaxy, but only lasted a year, according to the timeline, which is hard to believe. (laughs) We might have to do an episode on that one day. Yeah. Characters are getting thin. We're doing Ket Moles, so <laughs> <laughs> we're completely avoiding the last five movies yeah. that have come out. Well, that's chock yeah, full really. of characters. It's not even because- that. That's been frustrating. And I, I, I don't know. Was it? I think it was a Mandalorian episode we talked about. I put together. I got twelve good things to talk enough to talk about. But that's what's been frustrating. There are great. Oh, I mean, it's just a matter of time is what it comes down to. There are was some great one- looking characters in the, the recent movies, but they haven't done there's no there's no story them, yeah other yeah. than being the movie so as comic books and books come out there's probably going to be more but right now it's like oh i'd love to talk about this guy what's his backstory oh it's nothing he appeared in the movie I'd, that's it i want i want to talk about space clem Cadiddle hopper what is it what does it say <laughs> he was in the force awakens oh shit yeah exactly okay, that's, that's exactly the entries yep 
Was this was this Kit Mellis guy? Like, would you think of this guy as your one of your twelves? Yeah, yeah, he's you one did? of them. Yep. In fact, right. I'll tell you, he's not the only one that I pulled from the source material that I'll get to in the uh, end. If you don't figure it out along the way, there's clues along the way what he's from. So you might figure it out. Actually, there's a really big clue you're all going to figure out. I've I've already figured yeah, it out. Okay. But, uh, <laughs> okay. Yeah, okay. So in this galactic war, uh, even though it's just between the Galactic Republic and Jedi and the Sith, it, it, when it's a whole size of a galaxy, others are bound to get involved, and namely profiteers with specialized skills like assassins and mercenaries. Well, that's basically what Ket Molasses' entire species, mm. Ket Molasses, that's hilarious, Ket, <laughs> Ket Molasses, <laughs> or whatever, I don't even know how to say it. That's what Ket's entire species was. They were primarily known for being deadly and incredibly effective assassins and mercenaries, mostly more towards the assassin side of that description. He looks very deadly, I'll yeah, tell you that. He does. I'd, yeah. like, I'd hate to get like a bite in the shoulder from him. That's, that's something I would recover from. Doesn't that picture, like, it looks like that's how his mouth is always. It's a, it like, does not open. It, does, it looks like he has no jaw muscles whatsoever. Yeah. Like, he doesn't shut, like, shut your mouth. I can hear you breathing. You know what I mean? And also looks like you're asking. <laughs> Do you know where do you know where the bus stop is? Ah, gee, uh, I gotta think about that one a little bit. He looks yeah, like is he, that's he, the voice. Yeah. Is he scratching his is that his hand scratching his head? Is. Is. That's why I took that's why I took his picture yeah. and put it on uh, Facebook saying this is me trying to figure out the character to do or whatever I said. Yeah, like I it's couldn't perfect. tell if that was his arm or if that was something coming out of his head. <laughs> I don't know, but I think it's his head. It, I think it's him scratching his head thinking like, nah, I, don't, I don't know about that one, but uh, I nah. can assassinate someone for you. You want <laughs> someone to be deaded? Yeah, I can right, do that. Yeah. <laughs> Let's say he's, he's the vulture from Looney Tunes, but <laughs> yeah, in Star Wars right. <laughs> My mama had told me. Yeah, <laughs> uh, so, now, there were a very skilled group of these deshades the the species that ket is from the, the most deadly ones were known as shadow killers and ket was a shadow killer he was part of this group he was the best of the best he was the chris penn of the fighters <laughs> if any thank you team got it yes i was wondering I if they were to get that <laughs> chris penn like for what Reservoir there's or? a movie called best of the best with chris penn yeah. in it <laughs> I'm so glad Tim got that. That makes this whole episode worthwhile. The rest of it is trash. Uh, rest in peace. <laughs> yeah. Rest in peace, Chris. Yeah. Chris Pepp. Yeah. So the Shadow Killers were so good at what they did. They were hired by both the Jedi and the Sith during this war. But more importantly, they were hired by some people that weren't on either side necessarily, but wanted to have the war go, go a certain way for them. And in this case, Ket Moles was hired as an enforcer for the house of, I think I'm going to try saying this, I'm probably not going to say it right, Cizron, and it's one of the houses of the Phelan species, along with 37 others of his species. This is a species we've talked about before, and it's going to become clear as the story goes where we talked about them, if you haven't already checked, read ahead or know what the Phelan, or yeah, I guess it is Faleen, F-A-L-L-E-E-N. Yeah, the Faleen. The Faleens. Um, We actually covered a very uh, big, a well-known character from that species years, years and years ago. So, he, like I said, he was working for this house uh, of Cisron. <laughs> it's, how do you, would you guys say this? I got to say it a few more times. S-I-Z-H-R-A-N. 
Cizeron. Cizeron? Cizeron's good. I like that. Cizeron. Cizeron. I'll say that. <laughs> it sounds good. Because I, yeah. I didn't decide starting this. I just wrote it and didn't realize that it, I forgot <laughs> I had to say it. I didn't decide yeah. this yet. You can sure write this shit, but you sure can't fucking say it. <laughs> <laughs> now, another part of a big part of Ket's backstory leading into the main meat of this is that during the height of the Great Sith War, the Sith used an entire nebula that was called the Crone Drift as a super weapon. What they did is they manipulated the matter in the nebula to ignite the stars to all go supernova. And in doing that, they took out just about all the planets anywhere near that quadrant of the galaxy. And in that area of the galaxy was Ket's home planet of Urkup. So now this nearly uh, wiped out the entire Deshade species, almost made them completely instinct. In fact, the, um, the only ones that were left were the ones not on the planet, which were very few and probably the largest collection of them were these 38 that were serving the house of Cizeron, 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 Cizeron. So (laughs) this is where, uh, again, Dave's going to be sorry. He missed this after the destruction of that planet, the house of Cizeron had all 38 of the Desade Enforcers cryogenically frozen, including Ket Moles. Now, when I read this, I was like, oh, okay, they're doing what they can to preserve the species. No, that's not what they did at all. They're doing that so that they can can thaw one out once every generation so they always have one of these super assassins in their servitude. Ugh. Yeah, that's so pretty good. So we did 4,000 years for that? Awful. Yeah, well, he was, that's the thing. So nearly every 100 years or so, one or more than that, actually, the math doesn't even really work out. So let's, they said in the article, it said 100 years, but it's more than that. We're talking like maybe every 100 to 500 years, they would thaw one of these 38 out and they would come out of, in servitude, serve the house of Cicerone, presumably until they died naturally or otherwise. And then once they did, they throw another one under the sink with some warm water running and throw him, thaw him out. <laughs> so weren't they pissed when they came out? <laughs> that's, what the whole family that's, what I, that's what I'm thinking too. It's like, first of all, you know, there, I'm one of 50 in the entire fucking galaxy that's left. And now you've kept me from, uh, I mean, it might be difficult for two of males to procreate, but at least we can give it a shot, but you're not even letting that happen. You know I mean? It, <laughs> yeah. it is. It is very strange. That they, like there's no monkeys. story about that. Yeah, yeah. They throw them in some these water. Are, these things are, are killer sea monkeys. <laughs> they put them in a big tank, and they there's yeah. bubbles in the tank, so they magnify them as they go by, so you can actually <laughs> see if there's something in there. Look, he's got a penis. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> so, Cat Moles was the last one. He was the 38th and final to shade that was thawed out. And he was thawed out. And immediately the enforcer and servant of the Feline Prince Shizor, which of now oh. was part of the Black Sun Crime Syndicate. That is the, the character we talked about before. So we're starting to get some Star Wars connections here finally. So late in the cycle of a particular a particular cycle, one year basically on Tatooine, one random year, late in that year, Ket was on the planet, and I I kid you not, this is the words verbatim. He was on the planet to conduct some deadly business in Mos Eisley. <laughs> deadly. Yes. Business. And one of the nights, <laughs> one of the nights, well, oh, sorry, good, Tim. 
I was going to say, what kind of business are you here to do? Deadly. Deadly. <laughs> it's, he sounds, it sounds like it sounds like a like a really bad Bond villain. Yeah, <laughs> he does exactly. Actually. What kind of business are you here to do? Deadly, Deadly. business. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Although, he, he wouldn't he wouldn't actually be able to say it with the way his mouth yeah it's like the will who will who can see in raiders deadly <laughs> business what kind of business yeah, yeah. deadly deadly <laughs> business that's great. So <laughs> one of the nights when he's on a planet, what does everybody do when they're traveling for business? You find a bar and you have a couple drinks. So Bars, hookers, strip clubs, <laughs> cocaine. Yeah. What would you and, do? <laughs> uh, uh, and, and, and basically, uh, you know, um, we're a, a club where you can hunt human beings. Yeah. That's what I do. My all-time all-time favorite viral video is that news clip when the lotto was almost like a billion dollars, and this woman goes up to a guy, says, "What would you do, sir, if you won? If you won the lotto, lot of hookers and cocaine." <laughs> and then he was actually—you could see him say, "No, I'm just kidding," but she like backed away in complete fear. But I, I love that clip. I gotta find. Don't that worry, again. bitch. You ain't a hooker. No, you is a cocaine. <laughs> So since he's on his business trip and he had a, he probably, I'm guessing he had an expense stipend, a stipend as well. So he went to shaman's cantina while he was there. An Imperial order came down for an entire system wide curfew. They were shutting it down. Everybody out, go home. Well, I was going to say, you don't have to go home, but you can't stay here, but no, you got to go home. That's the thing. So all the denizens in South shaman's cantina were supposed to leave, but nearly none of them did. That wasn't, at least until the night bartender, known by the name of Akmina, began to sing the song, Good Night, but not Goodbye. Yes. Ket Molesse. One more round, <laughs> yeah, friends. the one, yep. Then Ket Molesse and the rest of the cantina patrons waltzed out of the cantina. <laughs> but he doesn't have a home to go to, so he just leads <laughs> he in went to, the- to Akmina, <laughs> and he just goes home with Akmina. Oh, oof, man. Wow. Everybody loses in that, that situation. Yeah. <laughs> Fun little side note on this. This was this is actually a nice little nugget of information in this article. In Star Wars lore, in in the storytelling of the history of Star Wars, if it were a real, a, a real thing, it's listed. It says that though that's that night's events were recorded and broadcasted throughout the galaxy as a program called Life on Tatooine which is required viewing by all members of the Imperial forces. And it's supposed to do it's, it's idea is that it's, it's supposed to show the viewers, those Imperial officers, it's supposed to uplift, give them an uplifted feeling of superiority at the cantina's lowly occupants. So it's, 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 yeah, it's, that's awful, but it's kind of funny that they've taken, cause it was called life. This is how we all saw this on the holiday special yeah. life on Tatooine. Someone went ahead and took the time to canonize this or, or no, I guess uh, canon such a fucked up term right now in star Wars, but to put it, to work it into lore as a day to day thing. <laughs> so, now, within a few years of his servitude with Zizor, Zizor became the leader of the Black Sun, and Ket became one of his main and extremely loyal enforcers. And one of the Black Sun members, Vigo Sparks, had, I guess he, I guess he, if he's even part of Black Sun, you still have to hire him as a heavy. So he hired Ket Melis to help deal with a problem 
in his system with the Desec pirates. The Desec pirates were targeting a few specific systems and pillaging them along this hyperlane route called the Cesarrain hyperlane. And by and originally Sparks had tried negotiating with the pirates and they kind of punished him for being so even attempting <laughs> to even talk to them by blocking all black sun's traffic in the hyperlane for three weeks. And this made a huge financial loss to the black sun. So they can't have that anymore. So they hired cat to take care of it. And he did it was just in a matter of days. He killed the leader on his name, Stano happen. And he also killed a number of the high ranking members in the group to make sure there was no line of succession just for good measure. So yeah. he took care of the problem within days. He left Went back to Shizor. He got his next assignment with the Black Sun, and this was to join a team of bounty hunters to track down something called the N- the Narani list. And this Narani list was a data card list. It's the Naughty. It's the Naughty list. It's it's Santa. Yes, it's Santa. that's right. They Santa wanted- lost his Naughty list. <laughs> oh, they're going to make sure Santa never. They wanted to make sure Santa never never got it. So all the Black Sun members get get that was the that was I can't believe I actually stopped and told that joke. That was awful. Stupid. <laughs> we want toys. <laughs> right. So uh this list, it was a list of the name of every operative in Black Sun. So they certainly didn't want this getting out to ed- I was gonna say everyone, but to anyone. The data card the, the, all they knew is that the data card was stolen from somewhere in the Verde system. They knew it was stolen by a mercenary ne- named Lina Linma Yith, who used to be part of the Black Sun. And that was enough for word to get out that this list existed and who had it. And now it actually got the attention of the empire and the empire was really interested in getting in this, this list. There was a pretty aggressive Imperial commander named commander Surleff who tracked down Yith, the, the one who had the card to this abandoned or not, I'm sorry, not abandoned space, this shadow's, Port. It's called Abex Space Station. In the Shadow Port, I had to look it up. It's it's a it is a spaceport. It's where people can get their ships serviced and fueled and whatnot. But it's it's like underground. It's not on the charts. It, it's not regulated. It's it's for smugglers, mercenaries, and ne'er do wells. So this Imperial mm. commander got wind that she was stopping there for probably refueling, maybe some repairs, and he absolutely completely annihilated the, the station. After they, well, he gave them the ultimatum of turning her over, which they didn't. And then he did that important piece of that story. I almost left out. So he destroyed it. And now that made ripples throughout the entire criminal underground. Now the Imperials are involved. Now this is a bigger problem. So now Zizor got serious and assembled a team of bounty hunters, which he assigned Ket to. And Ket Moles was with a bounty hunter named Jiren, who I swear to God looks like an unwrapped Dengar. It's like if you took all of Dengar's stuff off, he would look <laughs> like a this naked guy. Dengar. Yep. Well, no, all right, okay, but un- just unwrap. Just take the bandages <laughs> off. Leave everything else on. And an assassin droid named E R Y X dash four, which I I'm trying to find a way to say that Eric's is the closest thing I can That's say. What I'm thinking. Yeah. So I'm guessing Eric's four for simpler terms in this storytelling, because I don't want to say all five of those letters every time. I'll be here all night. So they all boarded Gray, I'm sorry, Garen's ship, which is called the Ark Razor. 
and they headed <laughs> headed to an abandoned Imperial garrison base on the planet Sedri, where they got a lead. That's probably where Yith is hiding out for one reason or another. Details were not explained in the story, and that's really not important because the bizarre details are coming up very soon. So they landed the Arctic Razor outside the known with, with the best they could guess the known sensor range, and then some of the strongholds, so that they wouldn't be picked up. And they had to get out a raft and paddle their way because this is an aquatic planet. We and I we now find out at this point in the story. So they're paddling their way out. Eric's four picks up a heat signature inside, so the team follows it. And turns out it wasn't any human. It was just a beast called a guild, which is a big crab frog looking thing that's native to the planet, this planet Sedri. A lot, a lot of frogs in this story. A lot of frogs, universe. a lot yeah. of crustaceans. Yes, you are right. Okay. You're the deep, the, 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 the more of the bottom of that barrel we scrape, the more frogs <laughs> we find. <laughs> so they shot and killed it just because they're pissed off and I guess they didn't want to get eaten. And they found a little empty lockbox. And they were afraid it was a trap. So they made a droid open it. Why not? It's a tool. He's expendable. So <laughs> Eric's opened right. it. It was empty. It's just yeah. an empty box. So for good measure, just in case, who knows, he put in a listening device in case Yith came back for it. The team paddled back to their ship and they waited and listened. And eventually this listening device did pick something up. And it was Black Sun's Vago Sprax that we heard about in this yeah. previous tale. He formed yeah. his own team of mercenaries and they actually captured Yith. And they were headed to a nearby village to retrieve that the data card. They found out where it was. Now, I mentioned it's a water planet, so the natives, they're actually called Sidereans, and they are an aquatic species, and their villages are underwater. I guess like the Gungans. This is, this is before Gungans, but same concept. Mm-hmm. So Ket and Corinne had to put on wetsuits and breathing masks to head to the village. I really wish this was a comic. So There's no fucking this. way any breathing mask is fit in that <laughs> fucking head. It would be huge. <laughs> yeah. There's no way. Yeah, sad part is he's got sleep apnea and he can't get fitted for a CPAP because his mouth is <laughs> too big and too wide and open. <laughs> he never sleeps. Yeah. So uh. when they arrived to the village, they searched for the data card, but as they did, they killed everybody they encountered. I was actually horrified with this part of the story. I'm like, wait, what? They're the, these are the bad, bad guys? I thought we were gonna these are gonna be end up the, being the good guys and Sprax was the bad guys. No, these are the bad, bad guys of this story. So as they were killing people, they still hadn't found the card. Sprax and Yith arrived. They had their own team. They recruited, oh, Dave, I'm so sorry you're not here. They recruited a group <laughs> of Ceridian warrior monks from the planet. Of course. Yummy, 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 yummy. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and the warrior monks, along with Sprax and Yith and the rest of the team, were actually attacked by the survivors of the village which I kind of was having a little trouble wrapping my head around, but it kind of made sense. They were, they were getting the villagers, these uh, Ceridians or whatever. I keep, I keep saying it different every time they were getting attacked unprovoked by complete and utter strangers. And here's another set of strangers coming from basically the other side of, of their village. They don't know which way's up or down, who's good or bad. So kill everybody before you die. So that actually makes perfect sense. So while Sprax and Yith are stuck in this melee of fighting with the survivors of this village, Ket and his team took advantage of this. Garrett or Garan, the bounty hunter, he threw a stun grenade in the middle of the melee. And while they were stunned, Ket and Eric's four start to try to kill everybody. That's stunned, except for Yith, which is like, that's like 
isn't that called baiting and hunting? You're not allowed to do that shit, are you? <laughs> I guess you can in Star Wars land. Yeah, right. So yeah. they didn't. Those are different. Yeah. <laughs> so they're trying. They attempted to kill everybody, but yes, yeah, so they could bring her back alive. But they, the stun didn't last terribly long, and Nith and Sprax were able to kind of get their senses back enough to pick up weapons that were that they had dropped and start returning fire. And at this point, they Ket himself kind of realized, you know what? This is just not going our way. I can't find it. So I'm out of here. He abandoned the fight. I don't want to say he ran away, but yeah, I guess he did. He ran. He abandoned, away, abandoned the fight. It <laughs> actually says in, in the article, he, he like consciously decided to leave in order to fight another day. I was like, Hey, you don't think it was that noble. I think he ran away. So I'm going with my notes. And eventually, here, um, once he left, and, and Garin and Eric's four, they abandoned everything as well. Once they saw he, their strongest muscle gave up. In the end, Sprax resumed the search for the data card. Well, Lith, or Yith had led him to it. He got it. He got the data card. He brought the data card and Yith back to Black Sun. I guess he probably had some kind of deal with her that he ended up turning on and brought them back to bo- both to Black Sun. Ket failed. He was disgraced. He never returned to Shizor the Black Sun. <laughs> and he remained a loner wandering the galaxy with a backpack on his back, hitchhiking the sad piano music, is what I picture. Ding, ding, ding. So yep. I just thought he's, he's, he's Bruce Banner. Yep, exactly. Ding, 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 so ding. he could ding, be ding. very much alive. He might show up in the next set of uh, movies from Disney, for all I know. Not with that face. No, I doubt it, but he could. So some behind the scenes, if you haven't figured it out already, Ket's first appearance was as a nameless alien in Mos Eisley's Cantina in the Star Wars Holiday Special. Woo-hoo! Yes, the greatest Star Wars mm. movement of all time. And this That's is awesome. this is this is actually kind of neat. This is one of the one of the very few new masks they actually made for this special. This was obviously not in the original Cantina scene. Uh, this was made, it says under the supervision of Rick Baker. So I guess he didn't make it himself, but his team did. So it was made for the special, but here's where it gets kind of interesting. Even though he wasn't in the original Cantina scene, the character was named. Ket Molas was first named in a 1995 premiere limited edition set of the Star Wars customizable card game. We haven't actually brought that up in a while, but they, we've, we've said that before. His card included a brief, a brief backstory and then a photoshopped image to make him look like he was in the original cantina scene. Oh my God. I don't know what the difference is of having him not in the original or in the original, but for some reason they made a photoshopped image of him in the original cantina for this card. It's just bizarre. To, I don't know why they bothered with that. Mm-hmm. Cause even they're trying to stay away from the holiday special. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. You're right. Yeah. And you I, I found the card on eBay and I could read it enough that his, his very brief backstory on the card reads assassins are highly valued by Jabba the Hutt and other gangsters. Ket Maless, Prince she's shadow killer has unknown, but undoubtedly lethal business and most Isley. So out of that sentence, is that two? No, that is one sentence with one comma out of that one sentence. We got everything <laughs> we just read, or that was the birth of it. I guess you say <laughs> the genesis of it. So this episode could have been that short, Matt. Well, it could have, but then a lot of this story, <laughs> see, that was the start of it. That's what gave him a name and, and, and he was an assassin. Okay. And then most of the story is from, um, the 1997 role-playing source book secrets of the Cicero run from West end games. So he was a campaign Ooh. in one of those games. And this is, these were the events told narratively instead of role-playing from that game. 
those those games were the original Wikipedia. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Those, yeah, people love those games too. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I I have. Uh, well, Chris Chris gave me like a little dictionary uh, for Christmas, but I have one that my mom gave me that I still use from time to time. That is almost eighty percent of it is taken from the the games. Yeah, like you. I mean, you're you're going you're going deep catalog with some of those guys <laughs> in those, but their their stories are usually like two paragraphs and that's it. Yeah, Tim, didn't you and I didn't we try to do that? Or try to understand the, the the cards back in the day and try to play each other. Like, we don't Not, get it. It wasn't it wasn't the decipher ones. There was uh what uh Wizards of the Coast made a second game, and we tried to figure it out, but we, we, just, we didn't. We couldn't figure it out. Like like someone would need to sit to to teach us how to do that sort of stuff. I tried to sit once with Steve, and he tried to show me how to play magic the gathering and i couldn't figure it out like it was i didn't i i couldn't figure that out i've never i've never played role-playing games like when i was a kid no one would ever play dungeons and dragons with me so i never learned how to do any of that stuff um and and i think i actually think it's kind of a it probably is a pretty valuable skill uh i don't know what you would use it for but it seems that it seems like it is a skill to learn how to do these things, and you can probably apply it to other things in life. But I never learned how, you know, I've never, you know, doing role-playing games and it teaches you how to change your tire on your car. I don't know how to change a tire on my <laughs> car. Maybe I would have learned it had I had I played uh, Dungeons & Dragons. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I feel I feel like growing up I missed out on, on things like with Dungeons & Dragons and these card games because I just never learned how to play them. And kids play fucking Pokemon all day long. <laughs> and I'm like, how the fuck do you play Pokemon? I have no idea. I, no idea. I've tried role-playing games several times, but could never, like, I guess, I don't know, my attention span or my interest for it just wanes so quick. Yeah. I I, I mean, I, it's, if, if I, it, it seems to me that if you're going to play those games, it's like playing, like, it goes on forever. Your, your your game maybe never ends, and each night you play is like, you know, it's like when you play one of those epic games of Monopoly that go on for five hours. <laughs> right, right? Yeah. Oh god, yeah, yeah. It see, it seems like that's how it that's that's how they play out. But I don't know. Maybe there's maybe there's ways. Like I, um, I guess I guess another way of putting it is cricket. The game cricket. Some games of cricket would go on for weeks on end because certain certain conditions had to be met for the game to, to end. Oh, geez. And only recently, like within the past, like 20 years, have they changed the rules? So your average cricket game now was like three hours long, mm. but it used that. to be like cricket. You would, you could literally play it for like several, several weeks. Oof. Uh, Cause you had to, yeah, all these, these certain conditions had to be made. Um, so yeah, that's that's kind of how I view these games. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I just, I'm just I'm just I'm just not smart enough to learn how to play these stupid yeah. things. The only other thing I didn't put in my notes, but it's worth mentioning because this hasn't happened in like the past two years. You know, well, we all know we all do. Uh, we have all done episodes. When you go to Wikipedia, you have like the Canon tab and the Legends tab, and usually I just go mm-hmm. to Legends tab because that's the fun stuff. Usually the ca- the, yeah. st- the guys we're talking about, there's like nothing in Canon except like like Poonababa appeared in. A new yeah, hope, and that's you know something like that. This yeah. this guy doesn't have that. This I guess he's all legends. I guess no one gives a crap 
enough about him <laughs> to even write the sentence. Ket Moles was whatever, <laughs> but I guess, but I guess technically, well, now that I think about it, all his source material is I I guess on uh, uh, legends because they haven't, although they they have added Life Day, they've canonized Life Day. They haven't canonized the Star Wars Holiday Special. They haven't canonized, uh, was it uh, Shadows of the Empire, which is Shizor's Origins? And I don't know where the West End games stand. Those probably aren't canonized. So I guess this is yeah. right. I guess he is all legends. <laughs> when, when I do when I do these things and, and you have the legends and the and the the canon, I pick and choose the best stuff from each. Yeah, just make yeah. One. That's the, like, yeah. I, that's I don't I don't true. even I don't even try to pretend that they're two separate <laughs> things. I'm like ah, I like this and I like this. So the Leland, she is probably listening going, Oh my God. No. Yeah. <laughs> I, I actually do the same thing. Now you mentioned it. Cause the, the canon stuff is getting longer and you're right. There's some, some better info in that some better in the legends. I, I do find that the, as you said, the legends is more fun. It's. And I, I think, I think um, the star Wars writers and I think Lucasfilm in general just had more fun with this stuff back in the days i'd say i'd say back even 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 up through the prequels i think i think they just had more fun with the characters now i don't know it, it doesn't the, the 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 characters that we run into in the newer movies and the stuff that's in the the new legends or as i said the new canon i don't know it doesn't it doesn't make you it doesn't make you smile as much right it doesn't it does it just doesn't feel as whimsical it, just, it feels very you know sterile yeah in a lot of ways yeah no i see what you're saying just like the just like the damn sequel tr- trilogy <laughs> <laughs> sterile <clears throat> all right well that is all i got for ket Meles. all right four thousand years in the frozen making where do, you, where do you store that? Like, like, where's he? At I don't know. All those years? <laughs> yeah, you think those details would be important to share, but no, not nice source material. <laughs> well, man, after all that, I hate to ask. You got some some feedback? I do. We still have feedback. We got feedback for at least another three, four episodes from the 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 uh, request we put out, and I'll just start right. I'll start where we left off last time. So this is from Joe. Subject says the show that doesn't suck, though some host might. It says, love the show. Love you guys. Every episode feels like I'm hanging out with my friends and having a good time. I was wondering if you guys have ever considered making an episode about the Decipher card game that names so many of the characters. I love the game and spent many lunch hours in junior high playing it. Thanks for the entertainment. Um, Is that... Is he, is he referring to the card game we just mentioned here? Because we just talked about it. Yeah. yeah, I'll give him a short answer. No, because none of us ever played. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because we, we don't know. We're not smart, <laughs> yeah. and we can't figure it out. So, in, in a short answer, probably. Yeah, that's probably yeah, the cold, answer. Cold, cold day in hell. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> cold day in hell. Yeah. It's. I'm sorry. No. I mean, it's just. It's just. It's. It's something. It's something that we have absolutely no knowledge of or no knowledge. experience. We yeah. need Joe. Joe has to to fly to Florida, Pennsylvania, and Tennessee and show us <laughs> how to play. <laughs> right. And then we can do an episode yeah. of that. So no, probably not the card game, but I would bet you we probably have or will have done character if the if this card game named characters, that's not an uncommon phrase over the ten years we've been doing this show. So we've probably covered some without knowing we were referring to that particular yeah. game. 
Uh, next one, Matt Quackenbush. We've, I think we, oh. yeah, we've all met him. Uh, everybody's yeah. met him now because he's been the both uh, our celebration events. Uh, who, sub- who doesn't like the Bush, right? <laughs> you know. Uh, subject: My favorite podcast message uh, is as I sit here on the porcelain throne. I thought, what better time to leave a review for the best show around <laughs> to have featured Bidlow Quirve. I've been a huge fan of the show for what feels like forever, and I hope it keeps going at least until I die or one of the hosts dies. (laughs) (laughs) Keep up the great work and have Matt back up full time. Oh, Jesus Christ. How long ago was this review? Matt back on the show full time. Yeah, we took care of that like 2018, I think, at this point. (laughs) And I will still align for American Pie and instead of saying suck it, Tim, suck me beautiful. (laughs) P.S. Suck it, Luke Quackenbush. Yes, brother (laughs) fighting. It's what we like. And we'll do one more here. This one's short and sweet. This is from Craig. He says, the subject says, the best message says, hi, guys. A quick message to say how much I really enjoy the show and all the shows, even past the popcorn. Keep them coming. Uh, Now we know who's who's lying. (laughs) You hear that, Tim? It's Craig from Bonnie, Scotland. Sorry that I completely slaughtered your accent. Hey, Scotland. I guess. Then we should do an episode of Pets Popcorn. We, we we should like commentary Braveheart just in for this guy's honor, you know. Loves you. What's up? What's up? I'm mad at you. Now, did anyone um, have something for trivia? Because if not, I do. I do. I do not. I was going to save the trivia for the next episode. But if you want to do something, yeah, just to, just to do the regular show. Dave's not here, yeah. but someone, one of our Patreon supporters, and my God, I cannot remember who did. I should have wrote it in the freaking book, and I didn't. So if you're the one that sent this to us let me know it is so i can give you credit where credit is due one of our patreon supporters years ago sent us a book called the quiz book you're looking for a thousand unofficial questions from a galaxy far far away so it's 106 well it's i i I have a range of pages here because there's some uh, credits and blah 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 in the beginning so we'll go we'll just go chris tim we'll do the my virtual roundtable looking on skype so chris first I'll just have you guys pick a number. I'll go to that page and I'll read you the first question, and we'll see how it goes. We'll see who gets them. I won't tell you what's. I won't tell you how the subjects are broke out or anything. So I can't tell you that good or or low or high numbers are better or good. Just you got to go with what you get. So Chris, pick how a number. Huh? How many pages are in this book, man? It's a it's a hundred and six, but things don't start till the sixth page. So pick a number between six and one hundred and five. I'm sorry, one hundred and five pages. I guess then. Fifty-three. Fifty-three, okay. And then... In the middle-ish. Well, technically, to give you a true answer, let's see, the, there's actually 113 pages because the answers are on the last pages. So okay. 53, <laughs> 53, 53. Okay. You've got Liam Neeson as your subject. Ooh. And the first question on page 53 is, what alias does Neeson's character Raj Ghul use in the Dark Knight movies? Ooh. Alias! This is a Star Wars question! <laughs> I know, it's not. <laughs> Sorry. What? What alias? He does, he, does, he does use an alias. Does Neeson's character Raj Ghul use in the Dark Knight movies? Is Tim doing this? Ah... Uh, it's it's it, I, I I I have a variation. I'm not I'm not sure which is which is which is correct. But if he if Tim's like ah, it means if he doesn't know it, there's no fucking <laughs> way. Man. Um, but if Chris doesn't get it, if Chris doesn't get it, yep, give me a shot. I'm gonna give you a shot. Yep. 
He has Alice's name, so he's he he goes by Bob or, yep. or something like that, right? Yep. Bobo. Um. No, I have no idea. Right? How about? How about? Dark man. Dark man <laughs> is incorrect, though. I like where you're headed with that. All right, okay. Tim, you got a guess? Is it? It's either Ducard or Duquesne. I'll give it to you. It's Andre Ducard. <laughs> so Tim suck gets the point. I wouldn't have gotten that, so I didn't even bother. Who the fuck know that? Is this in the movie? I've seen the movie. <laughs> I've seen the movie. I don't know what his name yeah, is. Yeah, I mean, you're you're the, the, this this is this is my impression of Chris watching watching Batman Begins. <laughs> That's what he says. I hate that guy. <laughs> Pray to me. <laughs> Movie's over. All right, I'm gonna go take a shit. <laughs> I had to say this. That is exactly what I sound like watching his movies. <laughs> Luke. <laughs> That's a good question. All right, move on. All right, Tim, <laughs> pick a pick a number six to one hundred five. I'm gonna go six. Six. Okay. So let's see. Page six. Your category is Star Wars Episode Four: A New Hope. Easy. Yeah. <laughs> and the That's first a category. Yep. And the first question on page six is complete this sentence. A long time ago. Dot, dot, you know dot. what? Them can fucking suck a big <laughs> one right now. That's what I'm saying. I'm going to write the point down right now. <laughs> yeah. The rest of that is. Aha. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then the last thing is. I'll read to God. <laughs> But Chris wouldn't hear that because he's going. Point. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Point set. set. How about best out of three? How about me, Tim, go get you? <laughs> best out of three. Oh, I can still. I'm going to take one because I can't see Ooh. the answer, so I look it up. So. Oh I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't. I can't win this because Tim's already got the two points. So I'm taking number thirty-one for Halloween, page 31, and my category is Star Wars, Episode 2, Attack of the Clones, easy, and there's such a oh. thing. Mm-mm. Then the question at the top of page 31 is, concern over who leads Anakin to defy Obi-Wan and return to Tatooine? I assume it's going to be Shmi, or his mother. It's probably going to say his mother. Alright, so now I got to say Shmi. Say Shmur. 13 episode. His mother. Yes, I was correct. It's all about his schmother, so, Shmi. So, Mama. Tim and he gives his Shmi a smooch <laughs> on her mouth as she smiles. So, what, you know right. what Tim was just Tim was just doing whatever he changed everything to fucking sh- uh, Shma, whatever. Matt, what the fuck was that that you posted? Where every oh, the bow- guy with the thing. I, thought, I don't know why. I was laughing hysterically because it was uh, so stupid. It, it, that's like, what, what it was. This? It was. It was um, uh, uh, my my friend Hunter, um, actually from Catacombs of Halloween Horror Nights. He sent it to me, and it was, yeah, it's. Um, <laughs> I laughed more at the, at I the guess guy. the idea of it than the the fun. Oh, the, the last one was funny. The Mace Windu name was funny. He was cracking up at, at every single one of those things. That was funny though. I did see that. It was bizarre. It's like, yeah, it wasn't the funniest thing in the face of the earth, but like the thing just made me laugh enough to share it. So I did. Yep. So I guess that's it. Chris, take us home. 
Tim Windsor's a guy, you know, a long time ago. What comes next? Mm, mm, mm. Oh. I'm just curious. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What is question number one? That is question number one. Because they picked ah. the first page. It's the first question. Ah. What's question Chris, number two? Chris question number two. Smart. What is the opening line of the crawl that begins the film? Is that the same question? Huh? Is that the same like a long time ago? No, the crawl, the yellow part. Oh, oh, oh. It was a period of civil war. Is that it? Yep. You got it. I win, Tim. You suck. <laughs> <laughs> well, Matt, thank you for that. That was, that was a, a fun episode. That was different. Yeah. I was, I, I was, I was, uh, when I saw, I, I, I honestly, um, if I'd read the whole thing, I might've looked at another character to, to cause I wanted to keep it light without, uh, the four of us here. So it'd be entertaining. But when I read that first sentence, I cried directly for, for 4,000 years. I was like, I, I'm doing this. I'm not even looking at another character. I'm just going <laughs> to see what happens. Where this goes. Yep. Yep. It's frozen for fucking 4,000 Exactly, years. yep. I was like, I need to know what this is all about. It was actually kind of horrifying to find out what it was about in the end. What happens? I don't know anything about, you know, being frozen. 4,000 years, so does everything stop? Like, like your your bowels, everything just freezes and waits? <laughs> I mean, th- theoretically, that's what's supposed to happen. I don't think that technology has been perfected yet. So, <laughs> that's what's supposed to happen. All right, or just, you know. All that shit, 4,000 years, is just waiting to come out? Yeah. Well, I mean, you didn't eat either, so it's not like there's more. This is true. You're going to go in with what... You're going to come out with what you went in with. <laughs> this is true. Yeah. All right, well, thank you very much. And next episode is a special one between me, Matt, and Tim, where I am calling the Swicking Bee. Bam, <laughs> Thanks for listening to Star Wars in Character. Star Wars in Character is part of the NeoZaz.com network of podcasts. For more great podcasts and original entertainment, please visit www.neozaz.com. Star Wars in Character is not affiliated with nor endorsed by Lucasfilm Limited or 20th Century Fox. Star Wars and all Star Wars universe characters, places, or Star Wars-related items are the copyright of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. Visit www.swic.neozaz.com for the latest Star Wars in character episodes and information. 